Welcome everyone to the Conscious Christian Conversation Podcast with Tanya and Kyleen. We are two spunky Christians with diverse backgrounds and life experiences who want to encourage each other and you listening or watching to challenge your subconscious belief. Each episode, the two of us will be having a conversation around a specific topic, and we would love to hear from you too. Did this topic challenge your beliefs? Did we give you a new perspective? Did it maybe solidify what you already knew to be true? We can't wait to hear your thoughts. So without further ado, today's episode is around the term Christians and Christianity. Do we like the term? How do we feel about it? And what does it mean in our culture today? So I think maybe we should start about where the term came from. Tanya, what do you think? Uh, well, if I were to guess it's because it's got Christ and there are people who follow <laughs> Christ. And so then they're Christians. Mm-hmm, I yes. did not look at the etiology, but that's what I always assumed the meaning yeah. of the word came from. Yeah. It's, uh, so the Greek word, let's see if I can pronounce this is Christianos. So it means follow Christ. It's literally the most basic definition in the history of mankind. Christian just means follow Christ. It's pretty direct. Um, and if you look historically, it was used very quickly. So um, in Acts eleven twenty six, they say for a whole year, they met in the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. So within the first, um, you know, couple hundred years, well, earlier than that, even that the church was developed and they were meeting uh, to talk about and follow Christ's teachings after he had been raised from the dead, the term Christianity was adopted and used within uh, the group, which is kind of cool. And they also use in the way, in, in the Bibles, you'll see the way as well, which I thought was hilarious when uh, the Mandalorian Wait, came Christians out. is the way? Oh, the way, this is the way. Yeah, this, this is, is the, the way, way with the Mandalorian. Yeah, because you'll yeah. see that um, Christianity is termed in the New Testament sometimes as the way. And so when the yeah. Mandalorian came out with that, I was like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> the way. <laughs> the way, this is the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, right. see, I already I already learned it. The etiology of, I, I guess I, I should have known it was Greek or Hebrew or something that would mean that word or mean that. But yeah, so, you know, we chose this topic because uh, during our initial, when we met, we had the conversation about, mm-hmm. do we like the term Christian and what does that mean? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for me, it kind of brings up some no- negative connotations, which is very unfortunate. Uh, I think Kylene and I both agreed. Yeah. On this. So, um, so yeah, for me, I think it kind of comes back to some of the, um, my experiences when I was in college specifically and in a group. And one of the things that they taught was, so, so let me back up. I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of misunderstanding about what the great commission is like. Jesus told us to go spread the word, right? And make and make converts essentially, but it doesn't say that. I actually meant to look that passage up. All make right, I'm going to have to do that. Go, yes, yeah. thank you. Make disciples. And I think people, I think we as a Christian history took that to mean converts. Like we need to get as many people in, which ideal, like that is the idea, right? But it's not our job to convert people. Like that's the Holy Spirit's job. And so- I think for us, when we're be when I was being taught as a youngster that you need to go out and you need to convert people. And it was like, well, I hate doing that. Cause it's like, I'm not going to go out there and tell people what they're supposed to believe. Like that's their choice, even mm-hmm. though, you know, 
we're supposed to do that. And I thought that to be a good Christian, I had to do that. And I tried it once with one of my friends and it left me feeling so yucky mm. that I'm like, I'm not ever doing this again. I'm just not doing this. Yeah. And then, and then, and then like growing up, I'd have conversations with people who, who called themselves Christians or who were Christians, I guess I should say I'm a Christian. I call myself a Christian, but um, you know, they, they would kind of be very forceful and very like my way. This is, this is what the Bible says. This is how it should be interpreted. Yeah. If you don't believe on this, you're going to hell. And I was like, Whoa, oh yeah, 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 that's right. yeah. Yeah. Scare tactic. And I'm like, but wait a minute, but I believe in Jesus. How am I going to hell? Because I don't agree with the, your interpretation of the Bible. And mm -hmm. like, so then finally it got to the point where it's like, you know what? I don't even want to tell, to, to talk to people who are, who identify as Christian. Like, I don't want, I don't want to be told what I'm supposed to believe. Like that's between me and God. So go away, back off. And, you know, and it's just like, so then I started kind of getting that bad taste in my mouth and then it's like, but I'm a Christian. And so I have like this weird dilemma where it's like, I'm a Christian, but I don't like telling people I'm a Christian because if it brings up those feelings in me, then what's it going to bring up in them? And then that just shut me down to talk about Jesus with anybody. Mm. And, and it's only been until like the last year where I've started realizing like my whole idea of what I'm supposed to do from that great commission is completely different than I thought it was. Mm. And now it's like, oh, well, that's really cool. When, when the onus is taken off of us to make quote unquote converts and we just share the story of Jesus and his love, like, oh, I can do that. That's actually really cool. I love talking about Jesus. And, you know, now that I'm learning more about him and his personality through reading the Bible more regularly, I'm really starting to understand like who he was as, as good as you can. Right. But like, you know, I feel like he talks to me. So I kind of feel like I know him from a, well, I will I'll say it. Like, I know him, I know Jesus, like he talks to me and I, he makes fun of me sometimes in a loving way. <laughs> he does. He's got a personality. That's for sure. Yeah. He sh he yeah. so does. And I don't think we give him enough credit for his humor because True. I feel like that dude was super funny. I'm sorry, but reading <laughs> through. Yeah, yeah. 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 So anyway, so that's my spiel. Uh, I still don't like the term Christian. I, I actually would prefer something like Jesus freak or something like that. Like it'd be good being mm. called Jesus freak. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I think what you're pointing out is the, uh, that the real life experience that many people have had with people that call themselves Christians, but act anything, yeah. but, and yes. so, and when you were talking about, um, you know, your shift in belief around what our job is as a Christian, mm -hmm. um, I, I think about the song and they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love, because yeah. it's not about going and beating people over the head with a Bible or with rules or with all right. these things. It's really about living a life that demonstrates God's love and interacting with people in that way. And then somebody comes to you and says, Oh, you're different. Or, you know, um, I had someone ask me once, like, how can you go through all of these things, these really hard things in life and have the perspective that you have? And I'm like, Oh, well, let's talk about it. You know? Yeah. Um, it's because of my faith and there's no way that I could go through all these things the way I do without believing what I believe. And so For I sure. think it, uh, yeah, you know, we have, all of these, everyone is gifted very specifically and individually. And some people are preachers and teachers and other people aren't. And so you don't have to put that pressure on yourself to go out and be an evangelist just because you're a Christian. I think you use the various gifts of the spirit um, that are given to you in the way that you are meant to in life. And that's different mm -hmm. for everyone. And yeah. the primary job of every single individual that believes in God and believes in Jesus is to live a life that demonstrates that 
and then you will be used if your heart is in the right place. Yeah. However you are supposed to be used. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I totally, Hey, Hey, I like how we're starting out our conversations, like a total agreement. Just I wait, we're you gonna guys. Agree. Oh, on a lot of this today, actually. So, <laughs> I, you know, I think so. you know, my personal experience too, is that Christians aren't nice people. They're very self-righteous. They're very judgmental. Yeah. They're holier than thou. They're just not nice. And, you know, I think but when other people go through life with those experiences that we both had, and then we yeah. have society on top of it, um, politicizing Christianity and in the media and culture, really demonizing it, you know, then we have this, this yucky taste in our mouth because people are representing it in a terrible way. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't think the Christianity that we feel yucky about is Christianity at all. Um, you know, and so I think that's something to really recognize that true Christianity, because what what is the best thing that Satan can do on this earth? He creates things that look so close to the truth yes. that they are lies. Yes. And so, so many people get caught up in this perspective of Christianity that's actually not true Christianity. And it, it looks horrible because it is horrible and it actually doesn't represent Christ at all. And, you know, I think when you look at Christianity throughout history, you know, from when Jesus died and was buried and resurrected and the church became established. And then, you know, you went through all of these iterations and, the, and then it went into uh, the, the Catholic church and then we split from the Catholic church. And so then we had Protestants and then now we have like a million different denominations and all these different things, right? Um, but you look historically and you, it's one of the only religions, not the only religion, but his, primarily through history, it has been the religion that is consistently persecuted. And you have to ask, why mm -hmm. does that happen? And I think there's mm -hmm. a couple reasons. I think one reason is that it's true. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what Separation. is, I mean, what is, you know, more, more evil than truth, you know, when people don't want to believe it and don't want to be faced with the truth, you're going to really fight it. If you right. really were solid and like, we're like, Hey, like, I don't, I don't really think that what you believe is true. I, I don't really care that you believe, you know what I mean? But when you yep. are faced with something that makes you uncomfortable and, and yeah. this is not just today, this is throughout the entire, the entirety of history, right. That mm -hmm. Christianity has been attacked. And I think the number one reason is because it's true, because it perseveres and because it challenges people. And I think the but, second, but can I, can I interrupt you for a second? I don't want to ruin your train of thought, yeah, but no, go ahead. I mean, think about how much persecution Christian Christians have also done. Like if you look at the crusades, so some oh, could sure. argue we brought it on ourselves, right? Like well, the Christians brought, we're splitting the difference here though, between, um, true Christianity and Christianity by name only. Well, for sure. But yeah. you could make the argument that Christians are persecuted because they brought that on during the crusades and some of the other, like, you know, bloody things that the Catholic church did. And then the Protestant church did. If you look back in the history of England and it's just like, wow, has any religion been more bloody than ours? Well, yeah, that is one of the reasons. I mean, yeah, you're right. That's one of the reasons that I think it's been persecuted too, is because people represent it poorly because mm -hmm. of, you know, what, what people who have taken on the name, how they behave with it and how right. they use it. And I think, well, yeah, <laughs> nobody likes that. That's yeah. not a good representation. You know no. what I mean? And, and the, the perspective throughout history too, that like God is me. So when you look at how Christians behave and then the assumption from society is that, well, the God that you um, serve is yeah. a mean God because mean, you're a mean yeah. person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and that's really unfortunate. Um, 
I think it's also because uh, Christianity requires you to be responsible to a specific being that's higher than yourself and requires you to acknowledge um, your fault and failures. And so we have a perspective in society where um, we are inherently good and Christianity teaches us that no, our, our natural nature is to be selfish and to do things that benefit us. And Christianity then says, okay, you know, if your nature is to be selfish, Christianity helps you learn how to be unselfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that goes against, I think, our cultural norm right now, which is that we are inherently good people, right? To our core, we're designed to be good. And if we mm-hmm. are bad, that's um, that's outside of our actual that's nature, deviation. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we actually believe opposite, right? Like, no, right. we're inherently selfish. I mean, if you look at, if you look at a baby, baby is the most innocent bees, right? They're yes. so selfish, right? We're born yes. that way. Yeah. And then I think, you know, Christianity promotes absolute truth, which is not flexible or changeable. And I think that is also a big conversation in society today where truth is, you know, we want to believe that truth is very flexible. And so, um, Mm -hmm. I think when you come, or that it applies in a, that it applies in a different way to the current situation, right? Like that you can make it mean something different, or you can just disregard something because, oh, well, if you look back in, you know, 2000 years ago, society is totally different. So this part doesn't apply now Mm -hmm. when in reality, and we're going to get into this conversation at some point, the role of women and like, oh yeah. Oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. But, you know, I mean, but you can't like take the Bible out of context with, or I guess, I guess I should say you can't take the Bible and apply it differently just because society has changed. That doesn't change the truth. It means that we might as a society have gotten away from the Bible and what it means and what it's teaching us, but it doesn't, it doesn't change. Like the truth doesn't change. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. think there is certainly cultural context and language and things to, to look into, but I think the reality is that if you, uh, look at the Bible that it's uh, very cohesive. Um, so for example, people will say, you know, w- when they don't really look at the whole thing, they'll say, oh, well, the God of the old Testament is, um, very judgmental and mean. And the God of yeah, the new Testament was. is Jesus. <laughs> no, he was not Tanya. That's well, such, it's such a minute perspective. You have to zoom out and look at the cohesiveness of who That's he is. true. He at, was very loving, but he was also very vengeful. You can't no, deny that. No, he punished. He punished. That. He punished. Tanya, use the correct terminology. He is a just God. He and that's the thing that God. people don't understand. He was giving chance after chance after chance after chance to people back in the day before Jesus was here and we had grace. In the Old Testament, we had salvation through faith in God the Creator. And with these, I mean, you have to think about in terms of history, how close these people were to the actual creation of yeah, the world. And right. how clo- like they knew the truth. They had access to the truth. They can talk to their grandparents. <laughs> their grandparents and the great grandparents. It was either Adam or their grandpa was like Noah, right? Like yeah, they, right. they knew they had access to the truth, right? These aren't people that like never heard about God, right? And they were he would give the Israelites and his people very, very clear instructions and they would just ignore him. Yeah. And so I think- Okay, I stand corrected. You yeah. are correct in, in yes, the wordage, my, my wordage choice is poor and I accept that. <laughs> I think when we look at, because we go into it assuming that, right? Because that's what we've always been told. Oh, he's so right. mean, it's a different yeah, God. And then you start yeah. reading about all these situations and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, he- 
he wiped these people out after they like flat out disobeyed like a hundred times in a row. Yeah, that's true. No, you're very right. He did give a ton of chances before yeah. he finally, so you're right. It is just, it's just, it's not vengeful, but. Well, and I think that's the other piece, you know, that we go up against culture with is we, why do we think we deserve anything more than we get in life? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? We, we come at it like, oh, God is so mean we deserve so much better and it's yeah, like really deserve this yeah. like who are we are you right. like are you a perfect person that's never done anything wrong so you don't deserve any consequences for any behavior like there's no one on earth that has ever lived a perfect life except yeah, Jesus. And, and it's hard to feel that way right like it's hard to accept your own I mean I still do it all the time and it's like oh man I'm being a butt today like <laughs> well I think there's like I think there's this dichotomy I think this is also where it gets really difficult right so society goes, we are inherently good and we don't want to look at our faults, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Christianity, I think to their fault and not in a good way, promotes guilt and shame so much that it is defeating and also doesn't want to make you be a Christian. And because, you know, you will, you will see very, woe is me. I'm a worm. You know, I don't deserve anything. And that, okay. The reality is somewhere in the middle is that you are inherently worthy because you are made in the image of God Mm -hmm. and you have a selfish nature. And when you accept Christ, you get sealed with the Holy spirit. And when you truly believe this, you work towards the sanctification and sanctification and growth with the Holy spirit means that you are going to bear the fruits of the Holy spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so that was impressive. Good for you, Kyleen. I did say wow. that earlier. I, I, I looked at it before the episode. But that's pretty uh, impressive though. Still. But I, you I just I, nailed it. I had remembered all of them but two in that. So 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 you see my my point there though. I think that no, we totally. set ourselves up for failure because of how we present it so frequently. Right. And the church, like I roll my I like hate this. Okay. I, are you ready for just oh. off? Okay, here we go. First tangent. It's a Kylie tangent. (laughs) Go. So I get really upset about music because I'm a musician. Okay. So I love music. It speaks to me. Um, I love beautiful music. I love music that requires um, talent when it comes to writing and musicianship. And I also appreciate a lot of the um, contemporary stuff because there is talent there too. And there's a lot of giftedness, I think, in that area. But I think there's also a lot of garbage when it comes to um modern contemporary music and one of the things that really bothered me about so much of it is it is this woe is me guilt 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 just like focus on myself constantly and i'm like excuse me what message are we giving to the world you don't look like a happy person why the heck would i want to become a christian if i come to your church watching you sing about being miserable all the time mm-hmm. like you like there's nothing attractive to me about that whatsoever I'm like why are we not like singing like you know praise and yes. worship we're learning about like who God is using his names learning about his character which not to sound like an old fart but honestly there's so much good theology with like the old hymns like listen yeah. I understand modernization I am pro-modern Uh, modernization of music I'm pro using modern um, instruments you can mix it up whatever but like don't downplay the importance of the words you're singing because the words that we use in life go straight into our subconscious so Mm -hmm. if you want to be singing and singing really adds to that right like how much it sticks with us and our memory and so it's like if you're going to be singing something at least be singing good theology right 
and, mm-hmm. and don't be so woe is me that you're not going to attract anybody to the faith. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't like all the wallowing that is promoted in church. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you think about what Jesus, what he taught when he was here, it was, yeah, he told us that, you know, we were sinful and that we needed forgiveness and repentance, but that, that was it like repent, but here's all the ways that you're loved and forgiven and don't worry about it. And, yeah, you know, Jesus came you, to set you us have free. salvation. That's right. Yeah. And he never focused on like, you think about all of the, this, the sin quote unquote sinners, right. That he hung out with the tax collectors, the prostitutes, like all of the lowest of the low of the current day society. And that's who he hung out with. And he was just like, there to give love. He never, he never, I don't ever remember a single time where he, well, okay. I guess that's not true. When there was what the woman who um, was going to be stoned and then she had been caught cheating and he just said, basically go and sin no more. Right. So yeah, he'll call us out on our sin for sure, but it was never something that we're supposed to focus on. Well, even in that situation, everything that he did towards her was incredibly was love. loving and empowering for sure. and lifting and her up and protecting and, her. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And yeah. so it, it that still was not the focus, but I, I guess I was just saying that it wasn't just, it wasn't pointing out anybody's sin, but I guess in that case right. it did technically, but well, you know, I mean, it's all about that love and forgiveness and grace. And so why do we feel the need to browbeat ourselves or other people and tell them that they're going to hell? I mean, sure. Yeah. That's what we believe, but we don't have to like that's like you said, like that, you don't focus on the negative to draw somebody by fear. You focus on the positive and the love. And like, he's building a palace for us up in heaven that we get to live in for eternity. Like who wouldn't want that, you know, like to live in his love for all of eternity. Like, okay, I'm sold. Oh, you know, we could even talk, oh, that should be a topic, heaven versus hell. And what do we believe it is? Is there an actual place? Yeah. Is it just separate? You know, like, okay, what is that? There's a lot of different opinions. On I that. have so <laughs> many weird thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people might be a little freaked out by some of the weirdness that I've been thinking about lately, but that could oh, be fun. No. Could be a fun yeah, conversation. Definitely. But no, I think, um, I think, you know, the point is that we represent it really poorly yeah. And I think the difference when you're talking about Jesus and how he related to people is that, you know, he's, t- he's talking to people who already know they're sinful people. They already know they've made mistakes. Like there's, they weren't, you know, are the people that argued with him were the self-righteous Pharisees that he called names and got angry at and fought against and went against, right? Those are the mm-hmm. people that were like, I think I'm perfect and um, I'm better than you. And when he's talking to people that are what I call real people, right? You're talking about, you know, the tax collectors and sinners. To be honest, a lot of times in this world, those are the people that you want to hang out with because they're normal, nice human beings who have compassion and empathy because they have experienced crappy things in life, Mm -hmm. right? When you are around people that have lived in a church bubble and have grown up in like self-righteousness and have never had a hard experience in their American life, because they went to Christian school and then they went to Christian college and then they went probably into some Christian ministry. I mean, I think that's kind of oversimplifying. I think everybody has problems everywhere, regardless. Yes, it's it is Christian definitely a stereotype. It is definitely yeah. a stereotype. But my point is there's a difference between people that are incredibly sheltered and don't go out and experience life and people right. who live quote unquote normal lives. And you will feel it in the energy when you are around them 
because, and again, right. this is why it's a stereotype and not actually like everybody, because this doesn't mean everybody, but because a lot of them are so self-righteous in their goodness because they have done all of these things. And yeah. that is, and you don't like it. You don't like hanging around those people because that's like the modern day Pharisee and that's what's happening. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you think about the recovering drug addicts and the amazing story that they have to tell and how they came to know the Lord. And yeah, I mean, they just, they're some of the most interesting people to talk to and just really understanding their true faith because they've been in the lowest place they could, a human can possibly be on earth. You know what I mean? Without Which isn't to say, we hope that you experience bad things in life. Oh no. (laughs) Well, you know, comparing that with my life, like you could argue that I just led this amazingly charmed life. You know, I never struggled with any kind of addiction. I didn't have any kind of abuse. I grew up in a very loving family. I'm still super close with all of my family, you know? And so, but, you know, of course I have different trials that I've gone through. It hasn't been anything sure. dramatic like that, but, you know, um, maybe that makes me boring to talk to. I don't know, but that's no, okay. <laughs> I think, no, no, no. I think the difference is that, you know, you're willing to continue learning and yeah. have conversations. And I think the difference right. is that, you know, people when that, you're stuck in your ways, they're 20 years willing. old, they've never had any trauma in their life and they think they know everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's different than leading with compassion, trying to understand people, right, you know, trying true. to love people and then maybe learn something and like getting out of your comfort zone. Like, it's not that you have yep. to experience something bad in life. It's how you view other people because of the life that you've had. Yeah. Right. Think, it comes back to judgment, right? Like yeah. you're not supposed to judge others, you no know, casting the first stone, unless you're without blame, which none and of they, us can do. And, and I think maybe the last point we should make up before we get into why we are Christians <laughs> is that that is one of the worst things that Christians do. They eat each other up. So they yeah. are most Ooh. judgmental among themselves. Yes, that that ties in very awesome. Like I, I picked out a couple of commentaries that I really want to share because I think this totally fits in. Um, and so I was, I I'm in acts currently studying acts. So, um, right at the beginning where they, you know, the Pentecost happened and now Peter and John are out doing their, um, ministry. And, uh, we're talking about Ananias and Sapphira who were basically, everybody was selling everything and giving it all kind of in this collective commune to just help further the word and to support all the believers that necessarily couldn't support themselves and things like that. And so one of the things that the commentary said, said, um, said, oh, and it's also talking about the Pharisees persecuting, um, you know, Peter and, and John. Sadly, when Christians become strong and powerful, and when Christianity became an institution, too often Christians were those who arrested people and told them to be quiet, threatening them with violence and sometimes carrying it out against them. And that is not evidence that one has been with Jesus, right? Pointing out the fact that if we preach that we cannot come to salvation through any other name, then we should also make it evident that we have been with Jesus, that we're, Mm -hmm. you know, shining that love and that light and Mm non-judgment and just meeting people where they are. And then- I think um, that just like proves, Christians prove their own point all the time. Right. That, uh, that, that we are naturally selfish creatures. Cause what yeah. are like the most, what are the most enticing things in humanity, power and control? Yeah. Yep. For sure. And this, this other one just really hit me. The church has never been harmed or hindered by opposition from without. It has been perpetually harmed and hindered by perils from within. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, again, looking at Ananias who withheld, 
you know, he claimed that he gave all of his, you know, the sale, the property sale to the church when in reality, he held back a portion from himself for himself, but he claimed he gave it all. And, you know, there's that pride saying like, look how good I am. Look I'm so amazing. Am, yeah. And, but he's, yeah. he was lying to the Holy spirit and the Holy, yeah. like, you can't lie to the Holy spirit. Like he knows, he knows. So <laughs> anyway, I just thought that yeah. those were really pertinent to, you know, kind of speaking that historically, like, because we do have that, you know, inherent, sinful nature and, and selfish nature. Like we want to always make ourselves look the, in the best light as possible. So, so that does bring us around because I think it's important for us after we've just gotten done bashing Christianity for the last like 40 Ah, minutes, why are we Christians? Like, why do we call call ourselves Christians? So Kylie. Yeah. Yeah, Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Tell, tell me why do you, when you, when you take away the human representation, Christianity is the most beautiful thing I see available to believe in. So to me, it explains and answers every question we have about existence, about the complexity and beauty of our universe and how it all works together, about our value as human beings. And, um, you know, when you, when you think about uh, just the intelligence with which uh, we are created, God is a God of order and science and math. So I never find that science conflicts with God in any way. He created it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sure. I think Christianity, when understood appropriately, is incredibly empowering to women and actually all individuals. Yeah, all because people. it it promotes <clears throat> equality across everyone in humanity. And it also gives you choice, which is incredibly loving. And it promotes personal responsibility for your behavior. Talk about having a positive impact on the world. Right. <laughs> we, yeah. I think we all need a little bit more of that. Yes. And then, you know, when you look at history, yes, there are things that people in the name of Christianity have done that are unkind or unjust, and we're not going to defend that in any way. But if you also look at all the positive things that Christi- Christianity has done, so Christianity mm-hmm. condemns polygamy, it condemns infidelity, murder, stealing, lying, it holds you to a high moral standard. And then historically, it's made a tremendous impact on civilizations. So it's played a huge role in creating social services. It's been a huge promote- proponent of education and medicine and science and philanthropy. So yeah. there is, when you look at it, there is a lot of good that has come from it. And I think when you boil it all down, um, you know, the value that it puts on you as an individual and your life and the worthiness of your life is something that I don't see offered in any other belief system of how incredibly valuable you are being made in the image of God. I think that is huge. And the other thing I think that is incredibly unique about Christianity is as far as I am aware, it is one of the only religions that actually gives you direct access to God, meaning you have an an actual interactive relationship with him and that he knows who you are. He's not just this, you know, what they call big sky daddy, right? (laughs) Right? Like he actually knows you by name, He knows the number of hairs on your head. He cares about what's going on in your life and you get to have real and honest conversations with him. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be this fake, weird, you know, I, I'm going to come to you and tell you that, um, you know, everything's hunky dory today and how wonderful you are when I'm struggling, you know, he's there in, in all of the moments and all of the reality and all of the truth. So in my, in my experience, it has answered a lot of questions and that, and God has really shown himself to be very present in my life. And so I think when you take away, um, negative human, um, 
representation and look at what Christianity actually represents and what it does for humans and society on an individual and whole level, it's incredibly beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree. Um, you know, we spent the last 40 minutes kind of bashing Christianity and Christians in general. And I just want to say like, I am one, right? Like I haven't wanted to necessarily own up to that or confess that to people because of this negative connotation that I had or have, Mm -hmm. but that's something that I have to work through as well, right? Like I have to understand that Christianity is not Jesus and that not all Christians are bad. Like we spend a lot of time talking about all the negative ways that Christians have represented Jesus, but you know, again, I have also not always been very good, a very good representative, right? Like that's just part of the human struggle and really trying to, and that's one of the reasons that I love being a Christian is because I don't have to feel guilty about the bad choices that I make. Like I can, I can, he shows me the bad choices I've made and how to be better. And so that way I don't keep repeating the same mistakes. I can recognize my pride. I can recognize my judgments. And do I still make the same mistakes? Yes, I do. It's hard, but no, just being aware of that and just really trying to work towards being a better person is what Christianity is about. Like self-improvement is kind of like the basis for Christianity, right? And well, yeah, I would say, yes, it is because, because the term you would use for that is sanctification, which is becoming more like Christ. If that's not happening, if that is not happening, then is it true? Is it a true thing? Right. And, and in the Bible, you know, he talks about the lukewarm Christian, the one who says that they believe or, or, you know, the other time where he's prepared, the, the bridegroom is preparing the, wait, the lamp. Oh, shoot. Uh, I forgot which one it is. But anyway, where he's like, you know, I don't know you. I don't know you. You say, Lord, Lord, but I don't know you. So it's like, we can call ourselves Christian. We can believe in Jesus, but if we're not actively trying to improve ourselves and following him and making those improvements and working towards that sanctification, like that's really not a true Christian. And I think that that's part of where the problem comes in is that there are some people who think that and because there was a, uh, I'll have to look it up. Um, there was a verse in Hebrews that said, uh, basically, woe is the person who claims to believe in me, but doesn't follow my word mm-hmm. and that there is, there, there is judgment coming. And so it's like, whoa, you know, like it's not just enough to just claim that you believe in Jesus and call right. yourself a Christian, like to truly know Jesus is to want to follow him. One of the things that I loved um, when I first started going back to church a couple of years ago, my pastor made the comment of somebody who had said, love Jesus with all your heart and do whatever you want. And I was like, huh? And then I was like, if you think about it, like if you really love your, your parents, you would do anything to not disappoint them. Mm. Right. And so it's like, they would, they could let me go out and, you know, you know, spend out all night long out in the middle of, you know, whatever. And I'm not going to do drugs. I'm not going to drink because I don't want to disappoint my parents. Like that's the kind of relationship that Jesus wants with us Mm -hmm. is that Mm -hmm. we love him with all our heart and we go do whatever we want, because what we want to do is to make him happy. Mm -hmm. And I think there's so much of it that, you know, if you feel better going to church one day a week, but you're not really growing in that daily relationship. And this was me for the last 42 years of my life. Like Mm -hmm. that was the kind of Christian I was. I thought, well, I'm, I'm saved because, you know, I believe in Jesus, so I don't really have to worry about it. And Mm -hmm. that's, 
that's not, that's not exactly right. And now I'm learning that. And the amount of like personal growth that I've gone through over the last year has been pretty amazing. I have way more to do, but like, I feel like I'm in a good place. And then just growing in that relationship with, with God, it's like, I've been more happy since 2020 when I started this journey with him than I've ever been. And it's been like the worst two years. I think that's hugely important because, um, the reality is that, okay. So we were just talking about this. It goes deeper than a conscious knowledge and a a a belief. It goes into a heart change. And I think when you are truly a believer, that's living in faith, you do have a deep peace, no matter what happens in life. It doesn't matter what is happening in the culture around you. Now, it doesn't mean don't get involved in the culture. Don't, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you're not interacting and you're not making good choice and all this kind of stuff. But when things around you happen, it, it, you do have this sense of joy and peace that sustains Mm -hmm. you because of the sense of, uh, eternity and truth that you carry with you with all those. And you are also mentioning, you know, that, that sentence, um, love God and then do what you ever want. I mean, do whatever you want. It, I mean, it really is just the first, the, the greatest two commandments, right? I think if you, if you don't do anything else as a Christian, except follow the, the greatest commandments, which is love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then the second one is love your neighbor as yourself, <laughs> man. Mm, yeah. I think if we all adhered to that, it would be an incredible world. Right. And I think yeah. when you love God first and you love other people as much as you love yourself, yeah, that's what Christianity teaches you. And I think that's where so many people that we were talking about in the beginning that have just been, you know, evil to us or mean to us or cruel to us or judgmental to us in our life experiences. They're well, really I would include missing, myself in there. Sorry. I would, <laughs> you know, they're really, they're really missing the second, the second point, yeah. right. That you love yeah. other people as much as yourself. Like who, who has accomplished that? I mean, that's hard, right? Like it's yeah. really hard, but if you're aiming towards those things and leading with empathy and compassion and love, that's incredibly mm-hmm. transformational. And that is what God's goal is for us on earth is to be little lights that do that, that show that that is like how you're supposed to live life, right? Kind of the paying it forward, right? Paying it forward, do something nice for somebody. And that just changes their whole day. You know, like if every, if all of us could do that, it it would just be such a much more awesome world that we live in. But so that is why I, that is why I want to be a Christian, choose to be a Christian, just the love and acceptance and, you know, just, yeah peace that comes with it. I think that it um, provides a lot of truth and stability in knowledge and love and life. And I think when you are really believing it on a deep level, it it actually impacts every decision you make in life and how you view everything, every experience that you have in life. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I think we made a good argument for it today, Tanya. I think so. I hope, I hope nobody that was listening was like, feels that we were too harsh on Christians in general. We do love it is. It's a stereotype. It's looking at history, not always the best representation, but ultimately what it boils down to is that we're all trying to figure out how to be good people. Let's let's counter that then by saying that uh, there are also some Christian experiences that we've had in life that have been the most loving, the most kind, the most <gasps> Maybe we should do a little episode on that one next time. So we kind of counteract the negative, negative vibes we put out on this one, man. <laughs> no, I think there's any negative vibes. I think, you know, you, you, we, that's the thing. We can't lie about the experiences we've had in life. I, I know people that say with their words that they're Christians that are the most bitter, mean people yeah. that you could ever run into. And then I know people 
um, in, you know, like in my current church, that was just so incredibly transformational and, and honestly church trauma healing for me going to my current church yeah, because they have been so legitimate. They have been so like, actually what we're talking about today, living the experience and loving us like Christ loved us Mm -hmm. and surrounding us with that reality. And, you know, that kind of brief, when you, when you go through the church trauma experiences, and then you come back to this, you're like, okay, yeah, that, that really is reiterating what I believe and, um, bringing your faith back into the human version of Christianity that, you know, it does exist. And, um, you know, there are people out there demonstrating it and that, you know, it does, it does exist people. It does. It does. It does exist. It does exist. That's right. So if if for some reason, some non-Christian person is listening to us, I, whatever, you know, like there, there is, there is a lot of benefit to the Christianity and, and, um, you know, it's, I will apologize on behalf of Christians. If you have had a bad experience, because that's not what we're taught and that's not what we should be. Um, that's not what we should be doing. Well, and if you're, if you are a non-Christian, you want to, you want to actually look at what Christianity is, which means reading the Bible and kind of figuring it out, um, for yourself. Yeah. Don't use, don't use people as an example of what Christianity is. That's no, not it's a, a bad good way example. to judge it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We really need to be looking at Jesus and what he, what he was sharing. Yeah. What yeah, it is, what sure. the Bible says, who he is, what it's supposed to be and, um, and kind of go from there. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Tanya, for this wonderful discussion today. And you as well, Colleen. (laughs) And thank you everyone for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Share it with a friend, leave a five-star review. We so appreciate you. And please join us for our next episode, where we're actually going to dive into more specifics of who is God. See you then.